What is good, fam? This is your boy, Coach Southfit, a.k.a. Salvatore Jr., and this is the SBF Fitness Podcast. If you're ready to ditch the excuses, break the scarcity mindset, and transform into the best version of yourself, then buckle up. You are in the right place. Let's freaking get it, squad. What's going on, beautiful humans? Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Your Mind, Change Your Life podcast. This is your favorite online motherfucking coach. Yes, it is Coach Sal. Let's get it. Uh, we're back. I'm excited. I do the intro every fucking time. I think it was like two months ago um, where I kind of fucked it up like three times and I had to redo it. But anyway, we're here. I'm pumped. You can see the title of today's episode, Do Carbs Make You Fat? Wow. Okay. It's aggressive. Yeah. I don't love using that word. I don't want to shame anybody. So I'm going to preface with that. I just want to get you guys in here and talk about this uh, because I think this is a huge misconception in the in the fitness space that a lot of people need to get a better understanding of. And that's uh, my goal and intention with today's information is to give you some of that is to say, no, they don't make you fat. Right. And we're going to break down exactly the details behind that in this episode. Um, some things that have really helped me and some of our best clients. That way you guys leave this episode with some quality information because there's a lot of noise on the Internet and you might be confused. You're like, yo, what do I listen to? Why should I listen to this guy? So that's probably the first question that we need to address here tonight is, well, why should you listen to me? Well, here's the thing. I've spent the last 10 years on my fitness journey, so that's a decade right? So 10 years is a decade. And that's what I've spent in and out training, really. But the last five to six years, right, since I graduated college back in 2019, being a former division one athlete, right, I've essentially made all the mistakes humanly possible in the area of fitness. So that way you don't have to. I'm a certified coach, right, of the last four years, built out a team, right, built out a brand, all these things. I've worked uh, with tons of incredible people inside of the space, some of the best coaches in the world, in my opinion. Um, I can give you a laundry list of names, but I'll spare that for the time being. I've also invested over uh, $100,000 in coaching over the last few years. And again, you might be listening to that and saying, well, you're fucking nuts. And I will, I'm going to fucking um, combat that a little bit and say, the only thing that you should be investing in is yourself first off case in point number one i want to be clear so that's me right that's a little bit about what i've done so to get into a bit more about my story so you kind of understand my mindset and my experience with these things uh when i first started my fitness journey back in 2014 i was uh, about 60 pounds overweight and i and that first started uh with accidentally doing keto i didn't understand what keto was at the time but i also in my mind thought that carbs were the enemy so what did i did is i cut them out completely like actually completely cut them out to the point where like, I guess I was in the whole ketosis thing. I didn't know it at the time, but I would literally just do eggs, maybe an apple, right? And then chicken and lettuce every day. That's it. Didn't have carbs. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how I did that. And on top of that, I would go to the gym, do an hour of cardio. Then I would do weightlifting. Then I would play basketball. Sometimes that'll be three exercises, three different sessions in one day, almost every day for I don't even know how many years. So what happened was I lost the 60 pounds and I was I was all excited, right? I saw my abs for the first time. I was like, shit, this is really cool. And what happened? It wasn't sustainable, so I gained it all back. And that's the issue with the whole cutting carbs thing, right? It's not really a sustainable approach because maybe you're good for like a week, right? Maybe let's just, let's talk about this for a second. Maybe you're good Monday to Thursday, but then what happens? The weekend rolls around Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you and your friends want to go out. And all of a sudden you feel like you got to freak out because you don't know how to make decisions on the weekends. And because you're restricting yourself all week, 
right? Your blood sugar levels plummet. So the minute you have a whiff of a donut, you're like, holy fuck, I want to eat the whole box. And then sometimes you do. And then the guilt that comes after that binge is brutal. And sometimes it's like really an emotional roller coaster that you don't want to deal with, but it's your perception around that, which is what we're here to change today. So let's break this down a bit further. So I told you guys, hours of cardio, tons of training, cutting all the carbs, right? Losing the weight, gaining it all back. Not a fun place to be. And I don't want you guys to do that. And this is uh, what I love to show clients specifically when usually they first join and they, and they have this mindset. It's like, hey, here's the foods and the amounts. Let's go ahead and run them, right? So if you're a client of my program, you, you know this, like right off the bat, here's the foods, here's the amounts. This is what you need to do. If you don't want to do that, that's on you, but I'm giving you the game plan. I'm, and, I'm, and this is going to get you the results that you want. The question is, what are you going to do with that, right? But I think furthermore to that point, what is important is the types of carbs the amounts in which you're having them, and then also the timing of those. So I want to be very clear. That's something that we want to pay very close attention to here, right? Is the types of carbohydrates, the amounts of carbohydrates, and then the timing of those. All of those play a role, and I'll break that down here in just a second, right? So let's unpack each of those because that's really why you guys clicked on this episode here today. First one, okay, you're probably going to want to write this one down. What are the good types of carbohydrates? Well, my personal opinion, rice, potatoes, fruits, honey, things that are more natural, right? That like grow from the ground. We want to just right off the bat, make sure that we're eliminating highly processed things, right? Things that are sitting on the shelf for a long period of time, right? Because think about this. I was actually talking to one of my buddies this weekend about this, right? So like, let's say you're going to a gas station, right? And there's something sitting on the shelf. That might have been there for two years before you bought it. And then you're going to eat it and put it in your body. And you're saying, well, I don't understand. Why can't I lose weight? Like, yes, macros and calories are important. But what's also even further more important than that is the actual breakdown of those foods. Like, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but different foods have different micronutrients, which is essentially the vitamins and minerals that are composed of those foods. Right. So maybe it fits your macros, but the laundry list of ingredients are not helping you get anywhere closer to where you need to be. So on paper, yeah, you're meeting your calorie requirements to get to your goals, but then what are all those 40 other things that are in that container that you can't pronounce? You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever read the back of a food label and it's like this long? I think that's a, a key thing that we really wanna pay attention to is like if there's a laundry list of ingredients inside of a piece of food that you probably shouldn't eat. I remember when I was on prep, like going through the store, it was really difficult to food shop. Right. It's just like, damn, you know, like, what is all this shit? Um, Mike, I do agree with you. I also have uh, Rice Krispies from time to time pre-workout because it's it's a easily digestible source. And we'll get to that in just a second. I'm a huge advocate for making sure we keep eyes on the amount of processed foods that you guys are having on a daily basis. Not to say that you can't have from time to time because I would be lying saying that I don't have a protein bar or a scoop away protein here and there, but I make sure in the in the subconscious mind every single day that I'm prioritizing more nutrient-dense whole food sources, right? So we can get into the all the different types there, chicken, turkey, ground turkey, salmon, right? Egg whites, all those different things. We can go on and on about sources, but I want to focus today about carbohydrates. Do they make you fat? I hate even saying that word, right? But again, I want you guys, I want you guys to really think about this for a second. Do they make you fat? No. But what does? The amounts, the timing, right? What else did I say? The amounts, the timing, and the types. So it's the quality of them, 
where you're choosing those from. Again, the, the quality of carbohydrates that I usually choose, rice, potatoes, fruits, honey, things like that, vegetables. Not sure if you guys are aware of that, but vegetables are also a carbohydrate source as well. Like, so that technically counts. And this is the whole uh, other side of this that we can get into is the like volume of foods, right? Because vegetables are usually much lower in calorie, which means what you get to have a higher amount of volume of food. Think about this. We'll make the example for those who are on the live stream, right? If you had like a bowl like this, just like the size of your hand of pasta, it would probably be much higher in calorie as opposed to like three bowls of cauliflower because cauliflower is less in calorie. So you could have way more cauliflower for less calorie and eat more food, right? While essentially putting on less body fat. And that's my whole thing that I talk about all the time. I help my clients eat more food, right? While losing more weight, because we're constantly trying to kickstart that metabolism and give them more nutrients for less calories, right? Um, Gabby has a good question. Is the keto diet worth it? Absolutely not. Uh, my dad's on keto has lost so much weight and used to be 230 pounds and now is what is 190 right? So that's great, Gabby. And congratulations to your dad for losing the weight. Now the question is, can he sustain that for the next six months, a year, two years of completely eliminating carbohydrates? Some people it works for. For most, it doesn't because we naturally have an abundance of carbohydrates in our lives. Think about that. Cereal, rice, bread, oats, potatoes, vegetables, fruits. It's everywhere. Everything's a fucking carb, right? Oh, Oh, Siri's telling me I got to try again. So there's even Siri's on this freaking boat. That's crazy. My watch never does that. Hold on. I'm going to take this off. We're going to put Siri away for now. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that, Gabby. Congratulations to your dad. But I don't think keto is the way to go. Two million percent. No, I just don't feel like it's sustainable because carbohydrates are the body's number one source for energy, right? So like I want to logically understand how it would make sense for us to eliminate that, right? Probably not. He only eats 40 grams of carbs a day. It's not a lifestyle that you could live forever, right? And this is the thing. When it comes to like optimal performance inside of the gym, right? When it comes to building strength, eliminating body fat, creating lean, lean muscle tissue is we need a, a good amount of energy in the gym to then move that weight, right? So think about, think about it this way. If you had, think of a, a phone battery, right? You have that phone battery. If you don't charge it, can you use the phone? Of course not. Carbohydrates are the number one source for your body to get energy and improve performance inside of the gym. So why would we eliminate the number one source, right? It's like taking the gas out of a car. You wouldn't be able to drive the, the car if it didn't have gas, right? You wouldn't be able to use the phone if you weren't charging the battery. So your body is the same way. But again, what does it come down to? The quality of the sources in which you're choosing, the amounts and the timing. So we talked briefly about like what the good types are. Now let's get into the amounts, which is the second piece, right? So the amounts are gonna vary person to person. So think about this for a second. I myself have roughly about 200 to 300 grams of carbs per day, right? On my rest days, I have 200, like 215. On training days, I have like 300, 350, especially on my leg days. I usually have more carbohydrates, why? Carbs, energy source, simple. Now for a, a male bodybuilder, someone who's in an off season, like me, for example, I would not have the same amount as my girlfriend, who's a, a female, right? Who is not competing right now. She most likely will have a much lower amount, maybe like 150 grams, as opposed to my 350. If a female lifestyle 
client is having 350 grams of carbohydrates, she's most likely not going to lose weight, especially because majority of those calories are probably not coming from protein. Now, protein is the highest on the satiety index, which means it's going to keep you the fullest for the longest period of time. So when it comes to the caloric intake and satiation, we want to focus on protein for that reason, because protein has four calories per gram, as opposed to fats that have nine calories per gram. So think about that. If you had uh, a palm, a palm full worth of almonds, nine calories per gram. So when you're sitting on the airplane and you're just throwing back the nuts and you're like, damn, I can't lose weight. Usually that's why. So we have to, that's why I always say for clients, prioritize protein at every single meal. What should it look like? About the size of your hand. If you're tracking it, that makes it a lot easier using a tool like MyFitnessPal. That's what I would recommend 200%, right? But sometimes tracking can get frustrating if you're not educated, which is why you should probably join the program because we teach you how to do that anyway. Case in point, in the amounts, which amount, what, like, it's confusing. I get it. It's frustrating. But that's why we're talking about this. What should the amounts be like? Usually, if we're looking visually at your plate, then your source of carbohydrates should be about the size of your fist, like usually about a cup, a cup of fruit, good rule of thumb, a cup of rice, a good rule of thumb, usually say maybe two cups of vegetables, good rule of thumb. So now we've identified which types of carbohydrates in the amounts. Now let's get to the timing. I actually, Gabby, we were talking, actually, no, I think it was maybe Cameron. I thought it was you, Gabby, but I believe it was Cameron earlier today. One of my clients, we were talking about this. And I said, our pre-workout meal and our post-workout meal need to be the most carbohydrate dense. Why? Well, let's think about this for a second. You're about to go exert yourself with physical activity. Do you want to charge the battery? Probably. And then when you use the battery, do you want to replenish the battery? Yes. Same thing. So the quality of the carbohydrate, right? The timing of the carbohydrate and the amount is what matters. And that's why most people get it wrong because we choose shitty sources in crazy amounts and we don't time them at all. And that's the thing. It can be optimized, but it's just about making the right decisions which is probably the last question that you're wondering. Why does this matter? Well, I'd venture to say, if you're listening to the information, you don't wanna be overweight. I don't think anybody is listening to this and saying, you know what? Yeah, I, I wanna be fat for my whole life. And I, I don't like to use that word, but it grabs your attention because it's painful. Because I know for me, when I was overweight, it was really, it was debilitating and it was frustrating. Every single time opening up my closet and throwing my fucking clothes everywhere and just like hating the way that I looked and felt every single day. It was really challenging and I haven't felt that way in years. I fucking love the way my physique looks right now and I'm only getting better. And that's why I become obsessed with improvement because I believe the more you put in, the more you get out. But so many of us are just, um, I'm going to write myself off. I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. You don't understand what you don't understand is that if you don't do it now, it's only going to cost you more in the future. People say I can't afford a coach, but it's just going to get to a place where you have so many health issues that you're going to be up in a hospital bed. And that's going to cost you an arm and a leg 10 times more than it would have been if we took the proactive measure to hire somebody to learn these skill sets to then never have to be in that position. And I saw that firsthand with my dad last year when I almost two years ago, actually, when I almost lost my dad, when he almost had a heart attack, went in for a routine checkup, all of a sudden found out he was a type two diabetic and had all these issues that immediately they had to operate on him in order to save his life. And then it went into this whole health scare that he had to change all these things with his diet, with his mindset, with his training that he didn't, he wouldn't have done that if he didn't get to that place. 
right? If he wasn't forced into that situation where he had to make a change, he wouldn't have because that was the trajectory. And I saw that, which solidifies even more as to why our program and the things that we do fucking matter. Because if we don't do it now, when is the right time? There's never going to be the right time. The right time was yesterday, last week. And if we continue procrastinating on that and we don't educate ourselves, it's only going to get worse and it's only going to get harder and harder. And that, and that is the daunting thing and the reality in which a lot of us are facing. And I don't want you to be that way, right? So hope that gives you guys some information. We'll do a quick recap. Gabby X, is that why I feel so tired after the gym? Likely. It's likely that your pre-workout meal and your post-workout meal don't have enough nutrients in them. And it, and this is what's fucking beautiful about this whole process, Gabby, and for everybody else who's listening, right? You could just make that subtle tweak literally tomorrow, feel a difference, and get excited again. Because, excuse me, being successful in your fitness journey is a game of decisions. And it's a game of compounding choices over time, right? Because you'll take that choice. And then you'll get more excited to do the next thing. And then psychologically, you're all of a sudden gaining momentum, right? And momentum is very hard to gain, but it's also easy to lose. So we need to protect that, which is why we always need to be taking proactive measures, which is why if you're in a coaching program, you're on that fucking Zoom call every week at Thursday at six o'clock. And if you're not, you're essentially like, well, fuck, I feel disconnected. I don't understand what's going on here. The best clients that I have after doing this for almost four years and working with hundreds of people are the ones that show up to the Zoom calls without fault. And they ask questions, they get feedback, and they implement client that comes to mind right now debbie debbie lopez absolutely fucking crushing the game she's on every fucking call she's checking she hasn't missed a check-in in the entire time she's been in the program i think she's on almost like month five or month six right and that's the thing is like people who invest in themselves get far better results it's not a plug to buy the coaching because quite honestly i'm getting very meticulous with who i choose to work with because my roster is getting like fuller and fuller every single week to the point where I'm nearly at capacity and I, and I physically can't handle more because it's getting to the place where I'm on my phone like eight hours a day. And it comes to a place where, you know, then I'm sacrificing, you know, my well-being and my relationships and my fitness goals. And I don't want to do that. So it comes to a place of like, this is a rant and a tangent of now what you clicked on is to do carbs make you fat, but just a point of me elaborating kind of on where I'm at. But for the sake of today's episode, um, let's do a quick, a quick recap. So you clicked on this episode because you're probably wondering, hey, do carbs make me fat? Do carb, are carbs the enemy? Do I need to eliminate this? Should I do keto? What does that look like? Well, we break it down, broke it down, excuse me, for you guys here today, right? What are the good types of carbohydrates? We went over that. Fruits, vegetables, rice, potatoes, oats, things that are not huge, highly uh, starch, <clears throat> starchy. I should, I lost my train of thought there. Highly starchy, right? Highly processed. That's what we want to eliminate right? Anything that has a laundry list of ingredients probably shouldn't be in your diet, right? So that's what we're talking about. The types, then the amounts. Again, we said about a fist. If we're looking at visuals, if you want like a tangible macro, I would say like 50 to 60 grams of carb carbohydrates per meal is a good threshold. I don't think you should be having a hundred per meal. That's where it becomes important to read the labels of the foods and understand what a serving size is. So that could be another question. Do you understand what a serving size is when you read the food label? Do you know what two tablespoons actually looks like? Do you know what a cup actually is? Do you have measuring tools in your kitchen? These are all questions to ask yourself. If you're struggling right now in your fitness journey, this is probably why. It's always nutrition. Everyone says, oh, it's nutrition. I understand that. I know what I should be eating. Then why aren't you doing it? I know what I need to do. I know how to eat healthy. Then why are you overweight? Why are you asking me for advice if you know what to do? 
Mic drop. I get it. I could end that shit right here. But this is the reality of the situation. So we talked about the sources, the amounts, then what time, right? We talked about making sure that you have these carbohydrates around your pre and post workout meal. Again, it's about 60 grams a meal, roughly the size of your fist, one cup of fruit, one cup of rice, those sort of things, right? You want to time that around your workouts because you're about to go exert yourself. So you want to make sure you have energy to get the workout done and then replete that energy once you're done. That's usually what I say. It's a good rule of thumb. Now, you don't want to be having a fucking bucket full of pasta right before you go to bed. And you're probably aware of that, but sometimes we do it anyway. Because sometimes you wake up in the morning, oh, I'm not really hungry, right? And then I'm not going to eat till 12, 1 in the afternoon. I'm just going to chill on a Starbucks coffee. And then I'm going to have my blood sugar levels plummet. I'm going to crave all these sweets. And then I'm going to cave later on and have a box of Oreos and then be really frustrated about it. And then my body's going to look the same for the next six months. I don't want that for you. So how do we change that? Do you, you need to chew on this information. And you need to recognize that if nothing changes, nothing changes. I said it a million times. I'll say it again, right? So we covered the types of carbohydrates, the amounts, the timing, and why it matters. So hope you guys got some value from today's episode. I'm going to cut it there because that's all I got. Um, thank you guys for spending some time with me. Do me. I shouldn't say do me. I should say do yourself and your family and your friends a favor. Share this with a friend who needs it. Um, there could be somebody in your life right now that could be struggling with this and you could send them this free information that literally would take them 10 minutes to listen to that can completely change their life. And I value connection community and relationships. And if you've been on the podcast for a little bit, you understand that's how I operate. So that's the only X that I would have is that you share this with somebody who needs it. Hope you guys have the best day ever. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace, love and protein. Let's Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got value from today's episode and you want to work closely with me and my team, head on over to my Instagram at SalFitTorio. That's S-A-L-F-I-T-T-O-R-I-O and message me the word ready and we could have a chat about whether or not I could help you reach your fitness goals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you and I hope you have the best day of your entire life. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.